do we as females need fat to make our female hormones? That's right. You're in the right place to find that answer because that's what I'm going to be talking about in today's episode. I'm going to be talking about fat. I know we've all been told that fat is bad and we should stay away from it. However, have we been brainwashed to believe something that could be making us sick or sicker? It's exactly what I'm talking about in today's episode. I'm talking about breaking down the 101 on fat. What is fat? Then I'm going to talk about the interaction with fat and female hormones. And then at the end, like I always do, I look after you and I provide you with three foods that are high in beneficial fat. Let's get into it. It's Mondays with Mahela. That's right, me. Thank you so much for tuning in. I absolutely love, love, love and appreciate your support. For any of you who don't know me, I'm Mahela. I'm a qualified naturopath, absolutely passionate about all things health, business, and overall success. And here on Mondays on the Natural Podcast, I'm here to provide you with simple, savvy, and sustainable health hacks to optimize your health. That's exactly what I'm going to be talking about today. You're in the right place because we're going to be talking about fat, fat, fat. Us as women, we have been told, from what I remember, is stay away from fat. Buy the low fat option. Stay away from any fat that you can think of. Cook fat free and so forth. But have we been brainwashed to believe something that's actually making us sick? Because at the moment, you know, a low fat diet is kind of wearing away and people are including fat into their diet more often. Even some of the ketogenic diets, which is just predominantly fat. But why is that happening? And I wanted to find out today is how is fat, dietary fat, important for us females, right? That's exactly right. But before I could even answer that question, I need to go back to the basics. And what I mean by basics is I need to I need to educate you, educate myself back onto what is fat, right? So for us to understand the importance of fat, we need to actually understand what fat is. Because when when someone says fat, all you think about is I don't know about I think about like my love handles, about my belly fat and things like that. But we're talking about dietary fat today, right? But how is it made of and how is it different to protein and carbohydrates, right? So let's do 101 on fat. Let's start off with the basics, right? So usually fats have a three carbon backbone called glycerol. (laughs) These words always get me, right? Attached to one or more fatty chains, which are basically strings of carbon and hydrogen atoms, right? Science-y, I know, but that's kind of the basic structure of a fat, right? The other interesting fact about fat is that, you know, Protein and carbohydrates per one gram have four calories. Fat per one gram has nine calories per gram of fat. So it is highly calorie dense. And that's kind of the reason why a lot of us women may have stayed away from fat because kind of like I have a teaspoon of fat and that's already two, three hundred calories. Whereas I have a teaspoon of carbohydrates or protein and that's, you know, half of that, which is absolutely crazy. So That might be one of the reasons, but bear with me because I'm going to get into the actual link between how important fat is and how important these calories are in your production of hormones. But let's get into, so there are different types of fats. You probably would have heard of unsaturated, saturated, trans, and so forth. And some have so-called, 
associated bad names to them and some don't, right? But let's look into it, right? Let's look into unsaturated fats, right? Which then falls into mono and poly, right? Mono unsaturated and poly unsaturated. So as we know, mono means one and poly means more. But so mono unsaturated fat means they have one double bond in their fatty acid chain structure that I spoke about earlier, right? So at room temperature, they may, um, so at room temperature, they're oily, but they may solidify when cooled, right? So there's less things of going wrong with them, as in less things of going rancid and oxidized in them, right? So these things include olive oil, sesame oil, peanut oil, flaxseed oil, avocado, nuts, and so forth. But then polyunsaturated fats have one, so have more than one double bond in their fatty acids. So the money has one double bond, the poly has two double bonds, right? So at room temperature, they're liquid. Even when they're cooled, they stay kind of liquid, right? But they tend to oxidize easily because of these, these more than one double bonds. They have multiple double bonds, which means there's a more of a chance of getting oxidized. And what I mean by oxidized is if you take in an oil that's oxidized and you have it in your body, it's actually not beneficial because then it creates reaction oxidative species in your body, oxidative stress in your body, which means you need antioxidants to remove it, right? So you think you're doing a good thing, but actually you may not be doing a good thing, right? So this is with fish oil. So if you are taking fish oil, you need to to make sure that it is absolutely amazing quality fish oil because it can be rancid oxidized right so tend to oxidize easily and they should not be heated in high temperature right so omega-3 six nines they all fall into here but remember some oils can have both mono and polyunsaturated fats such as olive oil walnuts flax seeds and so forth right so Let's look at the saturated fats, which have got kind of like a bad name, but that could also may not be so true, but I can talk about that in another episode. Essentially, saturated fats are solid at room temperature. What am I talking about here? I'm talking about coconut oil. You know, coconut oil, it's solid. It's not liquid, right? What I'm talking about is animal meats, that fat on those animal meats, the dairy products, butter, cheese, milk. They contain absolutely no double bonds, right? Then we have the trans fats, which are essentially chemically made in the lab, right, from liquid uh, vegetable oils. They're made from the lab. They're not supposed to be ingested by us humans. They're partially hydrolyzed oils. That's how you find them. And they're found in fried foods, pizzas, cookies, crackers, chips, anything along those lines. And you're supposed to avoid these as much as possible, right? So remember, fat is not evil, right? Let's not let's not say fat is evil. That's the 101 on fat, right? There's so much more I could go into, but that's the 101 for you to understand fat. So when you are taking in fat, you understand is it unsaturated, monounsaturated, polyunsaturated, trans, saturated fat, and so forth, right? But let's now look at the actual link between your female hormones and fat, right? This is what you've come here for. This is what I'm going to provide you with, right? So let's look at the key female hormones. There's so many more than these. I'm just going to be talking about two key ones, right? Estrogen. Estrogen being one of them. Estrogen helps us bring about physical changes, which turns a girl into a woman. And don't remember, if you remember your first episode of when you actually turned into a woman, hey, pretty, um, I remember mine really well. So I bet you you do too. And estrogen was responsible for this, right? It's called puberty. 
So this is where, you know, your breasts change, you know, you get hair in places, your menstrual cycle starts where you become a woman and so forth. And your mum gets on the phone and calls everyone and tells them that you've become a woman, right? This is what estrogen is responsible for, right? So it's important for childbearing. Estrogen has also other function, right? It's keeping cholesterol in control, protects bone health in women um, and men also. So estrogen is also found in men, which is quite interesting. It also affects your mood, your brain health, heart, skin and other tissues, right? It provides the ovaries which produce the women's eggs are the main source of estrogen in your body. Your adrenal glands located at the top of the each kidneys, which I always talk about adrenals, adrenals also make some of these estrogens. So when you go through puberty, your adrenal glands take over making that estrogen, right? Which is a lot of people hit that adrenal fatigue when they hit menopause. So as I was talking about estrogen, the key is that we need to understand that all hormones are made from protein and fat and sex hormones are made from cholesterol so fat also helps us do a number of things so like we spoke about estrogen without that fat you cannot make estrogen because you can't get estrogen externally from uh, sources like dietary sources right and what actually happens when we're low in estrogen well it looks something like this and this may be you insomnia night sweats heart palpitation breast tenderness depression headache painful sex lack of vaginal lubrication irregular periods or absolutely no periods at all memory issues mood swings these may all be due to you having a low intake of dietary fat because then you're unable to make your estrogen right let's look at progesterone the second one that i want to talk about Estrogen and progesterone need to be balanced, right? You may have low estrogen, but is that because you actually have low estrogen compared to progesterone or you have to have low estrogen? Because you need to get them both checked to know if you're in balance, to know if your estrogen is excess or deficient, right? Totally another story, but I just thought I'd pop that in there, right? So progesterone is produced in the corpus luteum of the ovaries. It's a temporary gland that produces following a release of an egg from the ovary, right? The adrenal glands and the placenta can also produce progesterone if required. So what happens when you have low progesterone, right? Low progesterone levels can affect menstruation and fertility. So many fertility issues right there. Progesterone helps to promote a good environment for a fertilized egg. When progesterone levels are low, it's hard for the fertilized eggs to actually develop, right? What does low progesterone look like? It looks like absence of the menstruation cycle, miscarriages, and poor ovarian function, right? So we've spoken about two female hormones. There's many more, but I'm only going to talk about two today, estrogen and progesterone, right? They both need fat cholesterol to function in our body, right? But the thing is, is that we also need to understand that all hormones are made from protein and fat and sex hormones are made from cholesterol, right? Which is absolutely key. But fats also help with the absorption of fat-soluble vitamins. This is the bonus that I wanted to chuck in here, is the fact that vitamin A, D, E, and K need dietary good fat to actually be absorbed. This is the bonus I'm chucking in here, right? Because a sign of vitamin A deficiency looks like this. Acne, dry hair, night blindness, poor immunity, loss of sense and taste. A sign of vitamin D deficiency looks like cramps, increase in FSH and LH production, insomnia, anxiety, osteoporosis. Signs of vitamin E deficiency, poor wound healing and muscle wasting. Signs of vitamin K deficiency, glucose intolerance, increased risk of fractures, premature aging. Isn't that what happens with women who stop 
eating good dietary, good quality dietary fat. They they age prematurely. They have fractures. They waste their muscle. Their hair is brittle. They have poor wound healing. Right? They may have insomnia, night blindness, poor immunity, loss of sense and smell. This may all do be due to a low intake of dietary fat. Right? What you need to understand is there's a growing body of literature suggesting that dietary fat and lifestyle factors play an important role in various biological processes involved in human reproduction, right? Female hormones. Dietary fat intake in particular are hypothesized to affect fertility and pregnancy outcomes, likely through prostaglandin synthesis and sterogenesis. Some evidence suggests that increasing total of the specific types of dietary fat acids intake improve menstrual cycle function. So this is saying right here that if we have good dietary fat intake, we have an improved menstrual cycle function. But the type of fat matters because polyunsaturated fatty acids have been shown to reproduce to reduce preterm birth, whereas trans fats have been associated with ovulatory infertility and endometriosis. So this is saying yes, fat is very responsible for female hormones. Fat is key for female hormones. However, trans fats it matters on what type of fat it is because trans fats are the ones that may be linked to a high chance of endometriosis or of ovulation issues right so there's a number of studies that i wanted to talk about the other study that i want to talk about is a 2016 study in american journal of clinical nutrition it looked at dietary fat intake and the reproductive hormones the result of the study indicated that total fat intake and pufa Polyunsaturated fatty acid intake in particular is associated with a very small increase in testosterone concentration in healthy women. That increased the um, docosulfotenoid acid was associated with a lower risk of anovulation, which means a lower risk of you not of you having a period, right? So, sorry, a higher risk of you getting a period. So you're more like so if you eat your good fatty acids, right? that dietary intake, you're more likely to have a period and a period that's on track and does what it's supposed to be doing, right? Then in a study in 1987, looked at the effect of low fat diet. So this is 1987. I wasn't even born then. And they did a study on the effect of low fat diet on hormone levels in women with cystic breast disease and concluded that a reduction of dietary fat intake to 20% of total intake results in significant decrease in circulating estrogen. That makes sense, right? This is such an old study, right? So it's like 34-year-old study. Absolutely crazy. But it shows us that ages ago, we knew that we reduce our fat intake, we will reduce our female hormones, we will reduce our hormone production. And here in this podcast, I am only talking about female hormones. I'm not talking about all the other hormones that fat is responsible for, which there are so many to name of, because I have to keep this short, right? I want to get as much information to you as quick as possible. So there's no moments where I'm like, um, um, and dragging you on. I, every single moment that you listen to me, I want to be like, bam, 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 information to your brain, right? So to finish it off, you've waited till the end. So I'm going to reward you with three absolutely amazing sources of fat, right? Remember, not all fat is created equally. You should focus on having a balanced intake of anti-inflammatory fats in your diet through an increased consumption of good fats. What what is good fats, Mahela? Let's get into it. Number one, avocado. Get that avocado in you. 
But if you are histamine intolerant, please be careful of the avocado. And if you want to know more about histamine intolerance, click on the histamine video that I have given more information about. But if there's no issues with histamine, get that avocado in you, right? Number two, olive oil, right? As a, as a European, I love my olive oil, but also good quality olive oil. What I'm talking about is in a dark bottle, olive oil in a dark bottle and olive oil that I've touched base with the company and I know that it is pure olive oil and it's not mixed with canola oil or sunflower oil and it is best production ever, right? Number three, wild caught fish, right? And what I mean by wild caught is literally wild caught, not on a farm, not fed what it's not supposed to eat and so forth, right? So there you have three sources of absolutely amazing dietary fat. It's going to help you create the hormones that your body requires as a woman, right? So there you have it. If you found any value in this video, click the like button, give me a thumbs up because it makes a huge difference to this channel. And I really, really appreciate it. Look, if you have any questions in regards to dietary fat and so forth, get in touch with me. I'm here. I'm here to answer any of your questions, right? But as we know is do not judge dietary fats. Understand the one-on-one of dietary fats, which ones are key for you to have and which ones you maybe should stay away from, right? But do not exclude fats from your diet because they are key to keep you going to get those hormones to be produced, right? If you know someone who would absolutely love this episode, share this episode with them. Do what you do best. Love, like, share, rate, review the Natural Health Podcast, and I'll see you next Monday. Love you.